Oh, well, hello, Internet, and welcome to Season 127, Episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast, you know what we do. We go into America's brain and we say, oh, no, no, what are we doing right now? Not like this, not stop right now. That. Please, thought God, time, please, time. stop. Stop t- Stop taking videos of hospitals trying to prove some kind of weird conspiracy <laughs> theory. Please, America, stop. Um, and, you know... We like to say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, as in the Koch industries, and also fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Tell all the workers to lay down in bed. Tell them that the virus needs proximity to spread. Let them keep their distance. Let them stay away from crowds. Then stand back and marvel how the fuck this all went down. Cause I saw the virus. Now I understand. Yeah, I saw the virus. And the virus saw man. Oh my goodness. Thank you to Hannah Soltis for that Tiger King inspired AKA. And I am thrilled to be joined. In the guest seat, my co-host seat, by the frequent podcast guest and host, and just uh, whatever you want to call this Zamboni, this human Zamboni come to life. Please welcome Jamie Loftus. There's I with Zams up another week gone with Jack and Miles Gray. <laughs> Tana on the gram like yeah, and ballerina slippers like yeah. Thank God for Zams, pop sunny bad dog. He'll conquer through the mess, okay? It's pandemic in the USA. Ooh, got pitchy at the end, but I stand by it. Now it's Sabre. Wait, it's Saber? Oh, no. Sabre? Is it Sabre? It's Saber. Oh, boy. We were practicing Saber. Little office reference. Um, Thank you, Jamie, for joining me on this journey. How are you doing uh, on this Tuesday? I'm... I think I'm fine. I th- so you mm-hmm. know, it's fine. I've I've just I've I've accepted it. It's fine. I think. Okay, I that's still, good. It's it's about accepting. You know. Poop update. I don't. We haven't done a poop update in a couple mm. days. But I started uh, unable to poop, and then was a was doing great for a couple days, and now I'm back to not being able to poop. So get that water in. That's the thing I've been forgetting, man. <sighs> Seeking you know solutions. I mean? Yeah, I'm like pounding. Getting... I'm pounding the agua right now. I'm about um, to go okay. to Walgreens and get some assistance. Yeah, we should probably bring our guest in so we can also discuss their bowel movements as well. Please welcome the hilarious, uh, talented, just one of the one of the greats, uh, Matt Lieb. Thank you, sir. I'm when at- you get caught between Matt Lieb and COVID nineteen, hell yeah! <laughs> I thought of that while you guys were doing your thing, <laughs> and I'm glad I Matt, did it. How are you, man? Oh, I'm flourishing. If I'm being <laughs> real with you flourishing in quarantine and i'm sure you've Mm. heard this before from other guests but uh i was i was built for this i was for dystopia oh i was built for it like i i didn't know how much i needed a break from just the from the above ground until (laughs) until this all happened and now i'm just like yeah this is this is a good life this is a sick life i don't have fomo anymore everyone's missing out i have no fear of it like yeah fomo is absolutely that is gone. nice 
that's the Actually, that's the greatest thing about this. I think this is like I, I don't know if I will gain anything from from this experience, but I think one <laughs> of the things that I've gained is is like I need to be able to cut out FOMO somehow. And like if that means, you know, like having to maybe get off the social medias or something. I don't know what it is, but it's like yeah. no one's doing anything. Everyone's everyone's thirsty online, everyone's live streaming. And Everyone we're all doing it together. We're all live streaming together. And I love we're all it. just as our thirst is all equal now. I love I mean? it. Just it's, like this is communism. Said in that bathtub. Break me off a piece of this communism is what I'm saying. <laughs> I I do love the the like everyone is kind of on a very similar low simmering horniness. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. just a low simmer. It's yeah. nice. It feels just right. I, yeah, I, I I'll it. I'll look at my partner's her pants on the floor and be like, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking pants can get it. Like just weird things are inspiring. Like damn, pants are on the floor. Oh man, I know someone. I knew she was wearing them at one point. Yeah, um, yeah, that's someone just kind of where we're at. Wore those fucking pants. I yeah, wrap my head in them. There's also like I was reading a few op eds from people like I wasn't on Jezebel or somewhere where they were this like woman was saying she's like cannot stop eye fucking strangers right now just whenever she like walks her dog or goes for a run it's like everyone is eye fucking like crazy in the streets interesting because like no one because everyone's alone and they're just they're just horny and alone and so yeah I I got. I got my feelings low key hurt on my daily outside yesterday <laughs> where where I was like I have a specific route now it's not busy like it's I I didn't even know this area of my neighborhood existed but I found like a quiet area it's like a good 2 miles and I I was like walking past someone I and I stand by I think we were 6 feet apart but she was like need more distance and I was like oh my god she just like oh, yelled it at wow. me wow I know that's so, I, so rude she was mm. on the sidewalk. I like literally I was just walking in the street to accommodate her. Yeah, um, I mean, I I, I try I to keep died. When, I, when I go outside, I try to keep my distance from people, but I think if I had that experience, I'd be like, yeah, even going outside for 15 minutes was a mistake. Stay yeah, inside. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Where it's safe. I deserve that. I yeah, just, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, right, old lady. You are at <laughs> risk. I am young exa- and strong. Exactly. I'm like, I am flexing my youth by standing even within eight feet of you. Yeah. 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 Put yourself at risk. Yeah. Get in the street. Maybe it'll be a car. Who knows? Uh, Okay. Let's just give people a quick preview of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk more. There's more celebrity Corona songs coming out. Just a few more. We talked about Jeremy Renner's, uh, but But there's more. We can talk about it again. Jan Bonjovi and Bono himself. (laughs) Uh, also, just some heroes. Going to shout out some heroes. Uh, we'll keep the Trump bullshit to a minimum. I think it's it's becoming useless uh, up to a certain point. But we'll just let you know the headlines so you're aware of things that would make your skin crawl. Uh, mm-hmm. Just keep an eye out on some vulnerable groups during this pandemic, uh, as well as some a surge uh, in surge. one industry, a surge in one product over another, plus. Uh, Tiger King updates. Very, very much needed Tiger King updates. <laughs> yes. uh, but first, uh, Matt, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, well, I've looked up uh, least coronavirus deaths country mm-hmm. um, just to know, like, if there's one place where everyone is just kind of chilling, like no one's got it and everyone's just like, damn, 
you know what? This was a <laughs> smart idea to move to to this weird island. So I, I was I was looking at a few of them and Papua New Guinea. Oh, Papua, oh, Papua New, Guinea, New yeah. Guinea. Yeah. So that they got they got one one case. And you got to mm. feel bad for that one guy. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, there's been a lot of like leaders too have been like, we have zero cases, but that's also because we've had zero tests. Right. Yeah. Zero <laughs> uh, tests. Which is, so. the, yeah. But, uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm always curious to see what, I mean, which, uh, you know, we should find an island to all buy together. Yes. There's uh, St. <laughs> Vincent Grenadines has, has just one case. Uh, mm. And so does Timor Lesty. I don't know that one. Timor mm. Lesty. Okay. Tomor-Lesti. Well, then. We'll have to check those places out. Yeah, we'll have so, to check in so, on them. So if you have COVID, uh, don't go there. Everyone who's safe, we're all we're all gonna go there eventually. If if do it you keeps know, getting pe- worse and worse. Do you know people who in LA were stupid enough to like flee the city to go like party? I know, I know so like, many in people. The desert. Oh well, I don't know. Wait, did you say party? Or wherever. <laughs> or whatever. I, just flee to other places where like they probably should not have. No, oh, for I, sure, yeah. What I do know is I know of a lot of comedians who have left LA to be with their families in wherever they're oh, from. Right. And it's kind of an interesting move because I'm like, on the one hand, I get it. You want to you want to be with your family in this time of crisis, right. shelter in place. Also, you know, everything's closing down, it's hard to pay rent, food, all that. I get it. On the other hand, are you not Risking your whole family's life, uh, you know, just to right. just to be near them. So I I I have seen that happen a lot, and I've yeah. seen things too where at least people like people would go home and then they were quarantining like in the garage for two yeah. weeks oh, before wow. they went in their house or something where they were like, okay, I know it's potentially like a super reckless thing to do, so I'll try and do the minimum of like being cordoned off for a little bit and then entering the home but yeah it's tough man because this is the thing like we have such a human need for contact and intimacy and to be around loved ones and to know that like you could potentially be the bringer of illness is is tough to to weigh did you guys you guys are both in la right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah see because you're not quitters yeah everyone else all the comedians who move back with their families you know (laughs) Well, I just think that they're all they're all quitters and cowards. Real LA <laughs> comedians, you stay during the pandemic. You watch I'm, the destruction right. and death. And I'm you, in exactly. my house. I'm doing the live stream shows. You do the, the live stream shows. You send God out the booking emails. You tell yeah, me. I'm exactly. trying to please get booked book on me. Zoom. Book me on <laughs> Zoom now, please. Please book me on your Zoom show. I would like fifty dollars in Venmo money. Oh yeah. God! Am I, but there, rather I, than like, yeah, having to sell your own tickets, they're like, "Well, do you got a Zoom account that you paid for that can bring at least a hundred people to the stream?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a bringer Zoom show. Oh. Yeah, a bringer Zoom it. show. <laughs> you know, that's like a, we're a week away from bringer Zoom shows for sure. Oh yeah. I what's? Uh, I'll tell people what bring what those shows are if they don't know about how. Okay, so a bringer show works. is basically it's a grift that. Uh, more established uh, comedians will do in wh- whatever town they're in where they basically rent out the club and rather than book good comedians to try to make a good show, you book like brand new open micers and you say to them- Who like hey, have you- families that live locally yeah, and stuff the, so they can bring everyone they've ever met in their life. Exactly. You basically <laughs> yeah. are, are taking advantage of brand new comedians 
proximity to their families and friends and saying to them, <laughs> hey, you can do my show at this very fancy club. Uh, all you have to do is bring 30 people. You have to sell all 30 tickets to your family and friends. I keep 100% of the money. I give you stage time. And people are like, oh, I'm... Th- I'm doing a show at the at the comedy store, and it's like, are yeah. you really? You're like, but and you're, you're like, oh, can I get a yeah. mention on Twitter? They're like, no, you no, idiot, no, no. Yeah. I will pretend <laughs> in public like I've never met you. Just we will not basically it. it's, it's a it's yeah. a multi level <laughs> marketing scheme. It really basically. is, it's, but with it's, audiences. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty genius. And uh, yeah, uh, oh no, we're a week away what, from that being on Instagram Live. <laughs> What's wait. something that's underrated, Matt? Underrated, um, I think the like slow dawdling passage of time. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it is a marvel to behold that we are still in the month of March. And here are the things that have happened in March. Pete Buttigieg dropped out just this <laughs> right. month. Uh, Michael Bloomberg was still uh, in the race. <laughs> like, remember when right. we thought... We were pretty sure Bernie was going to win. That was at the beginning of the month. <laughs> that was at the beginning of the month. That feels like years ago. And I love it because like, I'm always complaining about the fact that like time just goes by so fast and fast. It's just like, it's like every year it's getting shorter. You know what I mean? It's like that Pink Floyd song about time. I think it's called time. There- uh, <laughs> and, and it's like, it's, it's so nice. I think it's so underrated. Just like, the slow passage of time is just, it's beautiful. Right. I love it. I want to pack as much into a single month as we can, you know? It's relative, man. God, Time's yeah, relative. Get, Bernie Time won relative. California this month. I came yeah. into contact with so many people this month. Yeah. Like when you just think of all the moments, like earlier in the month, you could have very much gotten COVID-19. You're oh, like, yeah. I was, I was like, right. out. yeah, it's absurd. I went door knocking. I Same. shook hands. Yeah. Same. I didn't sanitize my hands on those door knockings. No, I never sanitized uh, my Brad. hands. No. Like, no. I mean, I, I've, been, a I've baby? been doing it now, but it's like, yeah, I the, like the chances that we could have gotten it were very, very high. And we lucked out in that we didn't. But also, yes. man, what a month, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it goes by, baby. Uh, what's something that is overrated? Um, I, I mean, I've said this before, but, uh, one of the things I think is overrated is, is the outside world for sure. The above ground. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, I the think surface. All, the surface, uh, but I also think, um, uh, being in quarantine with the ones you love is <laughs> overrated. Oh, oh, for sure. Because like, here's the thing. I love my girlfriend. She's wonderful. She's my favorite person. And like, but sometimes you just want to be alone and it's hard to be alone sometimes when you're stuck inside. And, uh, I think love is overrated too, because like, (laughs) cause obviously I love her and uh, she loves me back and it's a beautiful relationship. But like, you know, sometimes I just want to not do dishes. I don't want to think, you know, sometimes I just want to be like alone with my thoughts and, and uh, trash yeah just I be think, a a paper bag blowing in the wind like i now feel a little bit bad for my parents uh <laughs> who have been together for like a million years like they're they're inside all the time even before covid and now i'm like oh i get it like i get why there's so much friction in this relationship it's just like 
you mm-hmm. see the person all the time, you know, because they're both retired. Like you wake right, up right. and that person's there. You go to sleep, the person's there. You know, you go to the kitchen, the person's there. It's like, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> are you learning I, like new skills? Are, are both of you learning like new things about your partners or new ways to interact? She knows. She knows now how many times a day that I uh, that I drop a deuce, and mm. I think it's. <laughs> Um, I think it's wearing on the uh, on mm. the, the libido. I think uh, mm. our sexual relationship is probably uh, g- like the worst for it because I poo oh. so much. Because I poo a lot. I'm a I'm a I got a I'm a very regular. A lot of. I'm BM. glad you got that out here. Yeah, I'm glad you got that out here. I yeah. found it's like uh, I I found it like my my boyfriend is realizing like flaws in me that are glaringly obvious. Just like I think he's like. <laughs> He's like, I think, oh, like, I think he's currently, it, it'll be different. It'll change. But right now he's like, Jamie, I think that this, like, when you act this way, like, this is so new to me. I can't believe this. And I'm like, no, I've like been this way. You've just yeah. never had to witness me <laughs> on a live right. feed yeah. your entire life. I'm like, no, this has been a problem. I've just been concealing it from you. you right, know? right. Yeah. And, and it's How like- do you think we got into a relationship? It's all about <laughs> hiding everything until the wheels break off and then suddenly you are yourself around well, That's your right. I that's miss what my smoke is. and mirrors. I miss my smoke and mirrors so much. <laughs> yeah, because you, what you do is like, you know, every time you see the person that you're in a relationship with, you know, you uh, you just kind of like put on airs, you know, for years and years and you see them in like, you know, m- multiple times a day. But then as soon as you leave, you go take a shit and then you come back and then you're like, you're you again. But then it, when you see someone 24 seven, you know, 365, it's like they're going to know who you really are. And that's they're uh, like, yeah. why do you sniff that's how your you know hands love so much? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had to become myself pretty quickly in front of Her Majesty. That way I could be like, that's the only way it's going to last. Like, I don't have the energy to, like, hide that I I need my time to play video games or smoke weed or just listen to music or do whatever, watch soccer, you know, all those things that yeah. typically you're like, no, I can't, can't, can't let that be my whole life or whatever. But, you know, that honesty. And I'm yeah, glad you got to be real. I'm, I'm getting through real. that now. I'm sure. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are getting through that phase right now who may not have had that like okay time to see me yeah, yeah. hi <laughs> hello this hi. is me <laughs> hi you've made uh, a mistake i've always been this disgusting <laughs> <laughs> yes i do smoke that much weed in one day it wasn't a right. joke the first uh, couple of days <laughs> i spent I, 10 minutes on the toilet reading twitter i had to tell Ten. my boyfriend that i lied to him about having seen whiplash oh <laughs> man <laughs> He like took out his Blu-ray. He's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "I don't want, I don't want to watch it." Uh, why did nah. you, Why did you lie about that? Because I wanted him to think I was not like the other girls that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I am different." I Exposed. did see Whiplash. All, all the other girls who who aren't uh, interested in a in a J.K. Simmons. Uh, drumming coach movie <laughs> i hate it i don't want to watch it at all finally uh matt what's a myth what's something that people think is true that you know is just false or vice i mean versa? i think in general i think we can all realize that the movie outbreak um with regards to just all you have to do is find the outbreak monkey and everything will be fine i think right. that myth is is now officially busted especially given the fact i just rewatched outbreak 
and the like everyone, just like mm-hmm. everyone. And uh, it's Who's at the time one? it seemed like a honest portrayal of what would happen in a pandemic. But then you get to the end, and the way that they solve everything is uh, is finding the monkey, mm-hmm. and then once they find the monkey. They uh, are able to save Rene Russo's life within a matter of minutes because they immediately are able to create a vaccine and cure. And then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then at one mm-hmm. point, Justin Hoffman is like, "Oh, they're pumping gallons of this stuff out. Don't worry about it." I'm like, mm-hmm. actually, in terms of like our ability to, uh, you know, make like do mass manufacturing of anything during a time of crisis, it seems like we actually, nah, we don't have that. We don't have that ability. Right. You know, uh, uh, we can't. Even- and also. Make what the was the, the solution to like sort of head off the outbreak? It was like let's just like drop this oxygen sucking bomb on a town. Yeah, <laughs> that'll yeah. If it, if I, shit gets bad, man. <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked. Like I, how are you both able to watch that movie right now? It makes me so nervous to even think about watching an outbreak movie. Or the same thing oh. with like Kate Winslet, Matt Damon movie. I caught so close to watching it, Contagion. Oh. oh, I can't watch it. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. I, the thing is, I know I used to watch Outbreak so much as a child. <laughs> I have a lot of it already sort of just hardlined into my brain. What I've done is the same thing, though, Jamie, because on Netflix, it's like everyone's like, what's trending? It's like, I guess everyone's fucking watching Outbreak right yeah. now because it always yeah. says it's trending. And I'm like, bro, I don't need that, A, because I remember everything. We all know Denny was patient zero because he was fucking around with that monkey. He was sweaty as fuck on that flight. We all saw how... Mm-hmm bad his situation was uh and those other things so i just avoid it and i'll just regress and watch like uh i started watching the last og the second season uh yeah it's so good i like to laugh yeah um okay well good i'm glad we got our myths down and busted uh before we go on let's take a break actually and then we'll come right back and discuss some funny things and some hard things and then more funny things all right we'll be back And we're back. Uh, let's just check in really quick with the stock market. And by the stock market, I mean the market of celebrity songs that are coming out of the quarantine. Uh, because, I mean, right now, we're it's, Booming. it's true to roof right now. Booming. Yeah. Invest uh, while you can. Did you listen to Jeremy Renner's album, Jamie? I know we talked about the yes. track when it came out. Did you listen to the whole album? Did you give yeah, that a, a listen? I listened to the I, I do think that the that they chose the right leading single on it. It's by far the strongest <laughs> track on the album. Um no, yeah, of course I listened to the whole thing. I thought it was really, um, really bad. <laughs> great, it was re- great. Really bad, really not good. Uh, but I, I will, uh, you'll have to go to my OnlyFans account where I rub lotion on my feet and give a full review. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, for the preview here, uh, it, it is not very good. I just, I still can't stop thinking about how on Tuesday he refuses to pay alimony, and on right. Friday he drops his worst album yet. The medicine, like, it's bro. Just, <laughs> the the arc is just mm, it's gorgeous. Sophomore jinx. Um, so John Bon Jovi, he uh, John Bon Jovi had a song called "Do What You Can" that he's like crowd writing, sort of like uh, he's getting where, the lyrics from what? other people or what? Yeah, so he, he wants his fans his to help him finish lyrics? it. So he's like, here's my idea, guys. We write this one together. I'm going to give you the chorus. I'm going to give you the first verse. I'm going to play the second verse, but you tell me your story. <laughs> oh, God. Hello? Oh, you know? That, uh, yeah. 
I will say, I think that the Bob Dylan song would have been better if he had taken that approach. Wait, did Bob <laughs> yeah, right. Dylan do a coronavirus song? No, he did the JFK assassination song. Oh, yeah, oh, seventeen what? minute epic. I, oh. I got I got to minute eleven over the weekend, which was a new high score. Wow, good for you. <laughs> um, so then later on in his video, he's like, you know, just like kind of put down your posts with hashtag do what you can, and then he says, quote, "Tell me what you're going through. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me if you're hurting." So now this guy. It's almost brilliant that he's exploiting the pain of regular people Hell to go yeah. to his song. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a it's lot of so, money off this yeah. song, and you're not getting any royalties. And I want to know. Tell me your pain. Does that yeah. cause you pain? Is that he's even worse to know that I'm I making like, money off your tragedy? It's like I mean, John Bon Jovi's money, ans- It's like John Bon Jovi's answer to exojane.com. Like. <laughs> He's just like, wait, okay, worst thing you've ever written, you or like worst thing that's ever happened to you. Write an essay about it. You will not be paid. Mm-hmm, You'll be paid mm-hmm. in exposure, and um, they're You'll be for- paid in exposure to the coronavirus. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'll come over uh, to your house, cough in your mouth. Yep. That's I'm I again. So if we're a week from Zoom Zoom bringer shows mm-hmm. on the internet, how close are we from? People are saying you will be paying exposure to COVID-19 because that's the only way you can get the government to fucking help you is that's, if you can verify it because we're going to and we might incentivize getting sick. That's true. I, I truly, mean, at a certain point, like exposure to the virus already, there are like thousands of GoFundMe pages that are are propping up everywhere because, right. uh, yeah, so that is good exposure. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, also, I do think oh, that sorry. people will. I don't like it. That is a scary thought to me. But the the idea that like if the only way that you're going to be able to get rent a rent break in your area is to get very sick, I'm like, they're they're you know, people reach a point where you're like, yeah, sure, I'll be sick for a week and a half, ugh. and then just like oh, roll yeah. the dice since the and then and uh, it just I, uh, let's hope it doesn't get to there. Mm. Okay, back to something funny. Bono is also <laughs> writing a song uh, <laughs> that is like. Really, like the Bon Jovi one, if you look at it, he's like in a studio, like very, you know, it's kind of composed somewhat. Uh, but the Bono one is like the weirdest phone quality. It's like all in his face, low angle. He's trying to song. Con- is it is it he's not trying to show how big his mansion is? Is that is that what it is? Like, can you see I don't the know. room he's in? He's definitely by the sea. Yeah. Oh, he's by the sea. So- yeah, I'll tell you that much. So if if he's got to fuck off on this his yacht, this is where I live. Can. I live right yeah. out here near the ocean. Just me <laughs> alone, me and the edge. We like to play songs. This is just how I assume he sounds. He's no, Irish, you right? To, if you're gonna do it, it has to be catorce. Catorce. Jesus doesn't it, like when you say numbers in English. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, catorce. The catorce. song that he's putting out is "Let Your Love Be Known." And he's saying, like, on the, the caption that is saying, for the Italians who inspired it, for the Irish, for anyone who this St. Patrick's Day is in a tight spot and still singing, for the doctors, nurses, cares on the front line, it's you we're singing to. Uh, and then, like, later on, like, uh, Will I Am, like, does a, a little, puts a Will little col- collab energy in it. it. Then Jennifer Hudson. And then Ugh. Yoshiki. From X Japan, who most people do not know who that is, unless you're into <laughs> Japanese rock or no j- Japanese bands. There was also a uh, Ho- Hozier. I think that's another, that's another Irish artist. Do you remember Hozier? He did "Take no. Me to Church." Is that? Yeah, it? yeah. He he wrote one, and unfortunately, I don't think anyone even cared. <laughs> he yeah. did. 
Yeah, isn't that the most cursed thing of all? And I'll say it. I'll say cursed. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. But yeah, Curse it, it. The, the saddest thing of all is to release a COVID-19 benefit track that no one ever that yeah. no, one, you, no one cares about. Yeah. yeah that is, especially if you were someone who did have a hit on the radio, you know, to just be like, right. uh, this is my time, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna ride this COVID wave all the way to fame and glory again, and then no right. one gives a shit. No one gives. It's a funny on uh, Jesus and Mero, The Jesus kind of had this point. He's like, he's like, it just sucks. He's like, if you're famous during a pandemic, he's like, nobody's gonna remember that shit because everything yeah. is all about the pandemic. All the news will be about it. He's like, you, they don't fucking you don't talk about like the most popping artists in the Great Depression. Because right. that wasn't the most important thing at the time, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. So it's like we might not ever be remembered. Oh, you hate to see it, don't you? You do. Okay, so let's move on to some some bullshit out of the uh, Trump administration, just okay, really everyone, quickly. This is just the sad top section. line. Yeah, let's just let's let's take a deep breath and eat our vegetables really quick. Uh, okay, <laughs> so he was recently blaming governors, thieving healthcare workers and hospitals, and basically Obama for like material shortcomings uh, <laughs> and everything else except himself. Uh, let's because let's be real. This man knew what was going on, and just his failure to act has only exacerbated the situation. Yeah. Okay, next point. Uh, he also said that it would be a job well done. He's like, it'd be a pretty good job if only 100,000 people die because of this <sighs> pandemic. So yeah. he's already setting the bar at about 100,000 deaths for an A, but who knows if it goes above that, then he may move the goalposts again. But this is where we're at. I where- mean, he already moved the, he, he moved the date. Well, you know, he was like, I think Easter would be great. Resurrect the economy. Resurrect yeah. Jesus. And then now mm-hmm. he's like uh, April 30th. So he's going to move that okay. goalpost. Yeah. And I think and it seemed like he was willing to accept that maybe the experts knew what they were talking about, because one part of me was like, oh, he really might try and do that and then really make this worse. But uh, someone got to him. I don't know if it was his children or what. Another point through all this because i'm sure everyone is super up on a lot of the scary news that's going on please try and limit your news intake every day because it will definitely help just to maintain your sense of peace uh but (laughs) i just want to talk about some vulnerable groups who like with this uh outbreak i need to be sort of discussed a little bit more um the first group are prisoners uh because you know a lot of people have talked about screamed from the rooftops that you know, our prisons are overcrowded. We know that because it's a for-profit business and it's like a hotel. You book more guests, you make more money. Mm-hmm. Or you make more arrests, you get more money. A lot of people have been going on saying a COVID-19 outbreak in a prison would be absolutely awful. The people are in such confined spaces. There's, It would just be the, the worst thing to have. Um, and we've already seen cases pop up uh, in certain prisons. William Barr at the Department of Justice said that he is having, you know, federal prisons, uh, like giving the order to release sick, elderly, or other at-risk inmates into home confinement based on an algorithm that wow. is, you guessed it, racist. Mm. And the way it determines uh, who's, you know, uh, a less of a risk to be released, basically, it's a computerized system, never been used before, but basically says white-collar offenders, who are most disproportionately white, are mm. safe, but... If you are uh, have any drug-related charges, a history of prior arrests, uh, typically who are uh, tend to be African American, uh, because of biased police practices, mm-hmm. the war on drugs, everything, what have you, uh, those you know they'll be they'll be disproportionately affected. So that means thirty percent of white inmates uh, would probably get this low risk uh, rating, while only seven percent of black inmates 
will get this similar designation. And this policy also excludes non-citizens convicted of immigration-related crimes. So we're looking at just being like, hi, let's do what we can to ease the prisons, but using a terribly fucked up algorithm it's and then not even an algorithm. black and brown people it's, yeah right it's really they just open a door that says computer room and it's a guy named algorithm and he's just a racist <laughs> uncle who's just like oh right. let the whites the whites will be fine uh and let's just keep all the blacks in too yeah and if you if you're an illegal immigrant that's also bad i mean it's true it's almost like using it like it's only reinforcing a thing that they probably would have done out loud so it's easier yeah, to just right. claim a algorithm like no we're using this computer system that yeah, yeah. it's computers thing. computers are infallible it's uh yeah and it's always and also, just as racist and we also know that like they're still doing like ice raids throughout this time yep. there's like not been a moratorium on that at mm-hmm. all and so it's right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah it's a bummer yeah so you, this is just one of those things where because of the overcrowding and the, you know, absolute lack of compassion shown to the incarcerated population, this is something that could take your check fraud sentence and turn it into a death sentence. Yeah. Um, mean, meanwhile, you know, you're, you're looking at how other countries are responding, like uh, like America's sworn enemy, uh, Iran, and they are releasing prisoners and they've been yeah. releasing prisoners for weeks now. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's like you always look at that and you just go like, yeah, this is uh, there. It's like every every other month, the Ayatollahs will say something that I'll be like, you know, I can't lie. Like, I'm I'm kind of more on board with that than I am with anything that the American government currently says. Like, I I it's, it's yeah. Well, when it to comes think- to showing a modicum of humanity or of anything yeah. acknowledging people's yeah. humanity you're like that's so weird that like you know h- how many people have gotten an email from an insurance company recently that's like hey you should do this or hey we're worried about you or, hey we're gonna do this to make shit easier for you no no nowhere yeah. so like i think it you know helps i get more emails from of- like la fitness telling me like hey you want two free months of workout once this is all done then i do from like blue cross or etna who are just like no they don't they don't care this is this right. is gonna be a cash cow for them Mm. there's also another group um just with people with like you know disabilities any kind of neurally atypical people um are also there's some kind of troubling plans that are being like uh articulated from states um like in alabama and washington about how they will prioritize people who are going to get ventilators from covid19 related complications and this propublica article is showing how a lot of advocacy groups are sounding an alarm to health and human services saying like the wording in this is deeply deeply fucking problematic and Mm -hmm. troubling um in alabama uh, one of their state plans say that quote persons with severe mental retardation advanced dementia or severe traumatic brain injury may be poor candidates for ventilator support Another part says that, quote, persons with severe or profound mental retardation, moderate to severe dementia, or catastrophic neurological complications such as persistent vegetative state are unlikely candidates for ventilator support. So it's a like they're essentially saying, OK, anyone with this kind of mental disability or super old is we'll throw them in the expendable column. They're fi- yeah, it's ugh. And, and also like the, the language that they're using is so outdated and dated like right. it's just like absurd that it, 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 I don't know I guess we're in our liberal bubble over yeah. here uh, but we're in yeah, our the, liberal zoom chat <laughs> but but yeah the, the language choices are obviously like inexcusable and then just the the outright 
prejudice that they're they're spelling out here is is fucked. It's very much so the response that I would expect from, you know, the governor of Alabama. It's like just let's go the most fascist angle that we possibly can with this outbreak before there's even an outbreak of cases with uh you know, significant numbers. Yeah, like, like, right. Let's, let's just articulate that out loud. So yeah, we can like they get one call about are. like about a case of COVID coming, and it's like, all right, first we got to kill all the old people. Uh, then, and then and it's anyone like, who's different, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I mean, just this is the thing I asked from seeking care too. Like it's it's like well, not, basically yeah. spelling out like, hey, if if this is something that affects you, don't even bother seeking the care. Yeah. And I think just to say, though, too, like, how are we also, you know, allowing the these plans to be articulated where it's clearly saying, like, this group of people is completely secondary. Their needs are secondary to what what we will deem as the desirable population or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's just really it's really fucking dark. And I understand, like, that there probably is going to become some kind of point where they're looking at not enough resources for the amount of people who need the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to go this far, it's like, it's just so, it's so brutal. Uh, and I feel like, you know, obviously this, this needs to be something that we, we keep an eye on because it just, it's, ugh, it, it's fucking eerie. And I asked one of my friends who's a nurse, I was like, are, are you seeing anything like this in your hospital? And they said, no. And just sort of like, it's just also <clears throat> very, they also pointed out how, using the term retardation is just so out of date and just like what completely who yeah. would write that into an actual plan um but you know i think th- that times that does happen it's uh you know possibly if you are in a persistent vegetative state that mm-hmm. you know that they may ask your family like what the what they would want to do but again right. these are well uh we're, we're starting to see how how willing some places are going to be to, or how willing some states are to be humane to their right. citizens these are choices present. these are choices that um people uh in uh, like clinicians in italy uh and i think spain now uh have had to make um because of just lack of resources like this is yeah. the, it is a thing where there's uh not enough ventilators and like cl- clinicians are literally making a decision between who to give the ventilator to and who to not give the ventilator to. And a lot of the time, you know, they'll give it to someone who is younger and they think has a bigger chance of, uh, of living. Whereas they're like, mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, give it to someone who's old and vulnerable and then have both of the people die. And it's a really messed up decision to have to make. And it's weird to preemptively make that decision. Right. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And then and also, articulate it that way. And then also throw in people who are perfectly healthy, despite some, the idea that anyone with special needs is automatically someone that you need to euthanize is like it's Nazi yeah. shit. It's straight right. up Nazi shit, and and it's like this is this is a time in America where we're having a lot of mask off Nazi people just kind of just being like, well, time to do a genocide. Like that, like no yeah. qualms about it whatsoever. Yeah, it is like the the preemptiveness of just like saying, "Hey, just so you know, if this if it comes to this, if this decision comes up, this is what we're going to do." It just seems it it feels yeah. like fear mongering too. And, and like, it's, why yeah. would you? Yeah, yeah. And, well, and just, just to like articulate your discriminatory practice right up front, like, I'm like at I a guess time most like people this. don't write it down. Like, right. Yeah. But, exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's alarming. Um. Okay. 
just one other thing I want to say about, uh, especially with like the prison population, there was a thing where like Governor Cuomo was like, yeah, you know, uh, saying that uh, essentially that there would be some of the prison population would be working on making hand sanitizer. Uh, and people were like, what the fuck is this? Because again, prison labor is uh, just essentially slavery. Oh uh, but like that, you know, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is going on? You know, are they, you know, who's making this? And it turns out that like, this hand sanitizer isn't really being made by the inmates. They're actually just bottling it and then putting like someone else has made the sanitizer. They're bottling it and labeling it. What? And a lot of people are like, what the, what's the point of this? Like what, wh wh I don't understand what the, everyone's question is, is there a need for that? Obviously like they're all, I, you know, I know I think those prisoners in those, uh, facilities are making like two dollars an hour, basically. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, but unconscionable. I, I don't know what the. It just seems odd to be like, yeah, and like, look, we're putting our 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 offenders to work. You see, they're not just partying it up uh, behind bars. We're getting them to work. It's just a odd. They just want to make everyone uh, everyone who who needs hand sanitizer complicit in uh, modern day slavery. They're just right, like, right. right. We gotta it's, find a way to make them complicit. Like it's literally just, all over just your mind. You, you're in America. Yeah, right. it's just a fully. I mean, it's it's like along the same lines of like the, the fact that it's being framed as like, look at what we're doing. This is good. Like this is. Yeah. We're putting these like citizens to work. You're like, no, you're. It's just like denying especially them considering the power rights. of the executive to enact the Defense Production Act and actually get a company to do it. Yeah. You know, to yeah. a company yeah. with employees, and they're like. Well, why do we need to do all that? We we got, you know, all these prisoners who can make it. It's like yeah. it really is. It's way cheaper. Like, yeah. And they haven't yeah, unionized on it's us like, yet. Yeah. You you can't you really can't underestimate like a conservative uh government's ability to pinch pennies uh in the times of crisis, you know? Yay. Yeah. Um, okay. On to some other news. Guess which garment is surging in sales right now. Now I'm not saying this is unequivocal like this is the only one but can you can you have a guess what garment you think is having a a real spike a real surge right now Uh cute little strap. tank tops strap Okay on. how about this easier What <laughs> What what's a garment that is crashing right now What what are people not buying right now Handkerchiefs mm -hmm. uh wait a garment okay <laughs> No, like a main garment. It's not nothing like an accessory. A main garment. Pajama I mean, pants. I mean pants, jeans. No one's no one's wearing pants. jeans. Pants. Pants are pants are crashing. If you pants? got if oh, you have stock crashing. in pants, okay, yeah, yeah. If you've got stock in pants right now, divest. Yo, sell pants. sell off all your pants stock right now because <laughs> a lot of people are seeing just the the <laughs> the pants sales are bottoming out, but people are buying way more shirts. For some reason, mm. more um, shirts, and, huh? Yeah, a lot of people think this is because if you are like someone who has to wear some kind of, you know, if you don't dress casually yeah. for work, the Zoom era has been like, well, I don't need to wear fucking pants because everyone's seeing me from chest up, That's so true. I'll just wear like mm -hmm. I'll wear these new up top garments. So at Walmart, up top they're garments? one of their executive. <laughs> Their stores in their online outfit have seen a like a spike, as he calls it, in sales of shirts. But the pants is just so, so, so bad. The gap, same. Major spikes uh, in not only shirts, but obviously comfortable clothing like sweatpants and pajamas. 
uh, <clears throat> basically all because we don't have to be seen from our waist down. It's anymore. all Zoom, dude. <laughs> Everyone at a board meeting right now is Donald ducking, and they don't even know it. I, I love, love it. it. Donald ducking is the best style of nudity. It's the funniest style of it nudity. Is. Yeah, it's, it's just, a good it reveal. Rules. Yeah, it's a great reveal. Yeah, I've been wearing the same pair of pants uh, for uh, what three weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was wearing them for uh, about two weeks straight until Francesca saw a like. I don't know, saw something on TV or read something that said that, oh. like, make sure to change your pants because of COVID. And I was just like, what? No, sweetie, not everything is real. So that's fake news. That's Russians or something. And, <laughs> and, and, like, and then she was like, change your pants. No, 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 no. That's Russians. No, Russians, that's Russians. That's, Come Russians. On. that's yeah. Russian bots trying to fool you into making Trying to get, trying to get Medicare. Uh, <laughs> dude, is the... I like just the yeah you got to change pants like that's like some like lobbying effort from Big Pant right now because yeah. they're doing terribly they're like hey get the word out bro you yeah. got to change no, your pants yeah. pretty frequently that's exactly what's happening it's just like the Levi Strauss company <laughs> is it Levi Strauss or did I just invent Levi the Strauss. last name no that Levi Strauss yeah. you nailed it yeah, uh, yeah just yeah it's the it's all of their lobbyists just being like we got to get pant sales up random I think- fact i remember from levi strauss because it was part of our gold rush education in california that <sighs> they used to call them rather than denim they were pronounced denims oh. Ooh. so now you know that i kind of mm-hmm. love that nice random I, covid fact <laughs> i think co- it was it was a best calb tweet i think where she was just like I don't mean to trigger anyone, but my husband has been wearing jeans every day of the quarantine, and I'm <laughs> the the baby and I are safe and in a second location. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have oh. noticed that people have been talking a lot of trash about jeans, and I realize in this uh, quarantine that I mostly I only really own jeans. Uh, mm. They're not. They're not. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone mm. just looked at me weird, but I do. It's true. <laughs> it's like. I, I, most of the jeans that I have, they're like, you know, different colors. I have a dark blue. I have a light blue. I have a black. Uh, I even have one pair of white jeans, but like, nice. all right, Andrew WK. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to party, but <laughs> yeah. like, I, I just realized that like, uh, just every other type of pant, like, I don't even know what, what's other pants, corduroy, corduroy uh, chinos, well, khaki. I get I get those like just fabricy pants. I mean, I I guess I don't know if men wear them as much, but just like flowy fabric pants. I like flowy pants. Oh yeah, yeah. like some nice like harem pant. I think that's a not a problematic term, but yeah, you know, some, those b- some big like baggy aunt teaching yoga pants. You know what it is? If basement, you ever had a friend who if you ever had a friend who went to Thailand or Cambodia on a yeah. trip, yeah, they come yeah, back yeah. with those pants. They're and like, then see, they never like shut up about the trip. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like any- Also, like, it's so cheap there. Like, everything's so cheap there. Mm-hmm. You're just oh like, I, you don't know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm vividly envisioning this one specific person. Do you remember when, like, okay, there was, there was the, the one, like, rich girl in my school system. She would, like, go to, like, the Bahamas over um, summer breaks. And she would come back with those, like hair wraps the like color hair wraps oh sure sure she'd come back with four of them and she'd be like they cost they're like they look expensive but they're so cheap and you're like (laughs) shut up they don't look like everyone's so nice there like i know it's like it's like really poor there but like everyone's so nice it's really great like everyone's so nice Um, Uh, no i haven't thought about why that might be true (laughs) no what do you mean they depend on our tour whatever like just you're a hater all right let's uh take a quick break from that and we'll be right back 
Okay, and we're back. So let's move on to uh, another group, Fanatics, the company that makes a lot of baseball uniforms. This is like another company that like at the zero hours, like, all right, we're switching all this stuff to make emergency masks and gowns because the government has failed to do anything. Uh, and it's just funny. I only bring it up because the photos of like clearly like pinstripe teams like the Phillies or Yankees, like looking at a like a surgical mask that's made <laughs> of a Yankee uniform or a Phillies uniform. It's just uh, it, it, it warms your heart. But again, mm. uh, nice to see a company trying to step in for the government because the corporate corporations are truly our saviors. And oh, I yeah, think that they have I love them on social media and I love when they talk to each other from yeah. their accounts. I like when they're friends. Media. Because I think it's, it's like so funny. Where I like sun- when there's a synergistic brand engagement. It like it just makes me <laughs> horny and not want to die. Oh, is that a new COVID horniness for you? Like yeah, that's branding? a new. Co- it's like ooh, <laughs> synergistic brand engagement. Oh, <laughs> like, I get. I, like, I'm in pain when horny. I get horny. <laughs> it's doing a lot, man. No, Wendy's is talking to Duncan. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, well, do you remember when Sunny D got too sad, and then everyone was like, "I we care." Remember when Sunny D was um, in a tough place? Was, was Steakums also in a weird spot too? Well, Steakums went full. We I remember when we they talked about Steakums. We also fully like uh, play into it, but Steakums <laughs> was the one. Yeah. Steakums was the one that was like existentially branding doesn't matter. I get so depressed. Sunny D was oh, fully right. like, "I'm gonna end it tonight." Oh. Oh, I do remember that. Sunny D was going to end it. And then it was like, little Debbie was like, don't do it. You have so much value. And you're like, I need to get out of this place. Wherever this is, I need to get out of it. And it's it's so funny. It's as easy as just putting your phone down. It's the most relatable that Sunny D has ever been, though. Yeah, no, I think people really felt it. And uh, and I'm like, part of me is going like, is this uh, some sort of strategic uh you know brand engagement or are these just social media managers making thirty thousand dollars a year just being like i gotta no it's like you can't even and they're like oh whoops need to switch to my personal account you can't even (laughs) you can't even like fault the person doing it it's just the the larger looming fucked up system yeah dude now more than ever it's cursed you got some news out of canada jamie I got Something some news nice. out of Canada. Some nice, friendly Canadian news. I love some good Canadian doing? news. Um, so some nice, <laughs> friendly Canadian news is that uh, the entertainment... So there has been... I mean, and we admittedly, we can't stop talking about it. We live in a cute little liberal bubble. Uh, but there's a lot of entertainment workers right now who are completely out of work because you can't have any sets for anything uh, right now. So Except it's for really- web series. Except and animation, which oh, is yeah, right. shout out to all my animation heads. Uh, but in any case, there, there's I mean, obviously, any anyone like most people who work beha- behind the camera are out of work right now. Uh, Canada is paying its entertainment workers seventy five percent of their lost wages. <sighs> so you know, how can- are they managing to put together a maniacal scheme like this? Listen, it's they're, they're, the Hollywood Reporter reported it because they need things to report on right now, other than just. Good. And I'm sorry, is this? Am I the only person that is really sick of seeing stories that's like, here's a here's a bunch of empty buildings. We put our photographer at risk yeah. to send them out to take a picture of empty. Bu-. I'm like, I don't care. Okay, so the. <laughs> The article reads, um, Ottawa's latest cash drop for content producers impacted by the COVID-19 crisis will see 75% of the wages paid by entertainment companies subsidized so they can stay in business. 
To qualify, locally owned companies must show their revenues have fallen by at least 30% and must keep paying their employees and not lay them off. Um, mm. So it's it's not complete. I mean, it's not we're recovering all lost wages, which is obviously no. the goal. But the fact that uh, entertainment workers in Canada are getting any sort. I mean, and the fact that anyone is getting lost wages. No, it just, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Good. Well, because really this good. city is this city right now. Oh, my this God. This city. I know. No, it's, I mean, it's fucked. Yeah. I mean, everywhere is fucked. Anyway, that's yeah, the point. But it is huh? weird watching like uh, our our lovely neighbor to the north um, just kind of knock it out of the park when it comes to social safety net stuff. And, you know, no one's going around, you know, asking how they're going to pay for it or anything like that. They're just doing it and helping their citizens. And now nah, it seems like a dope place. You guys seems like a pretty dope place to live. As mm-hmm. uh, after our live show in Toronto, when I was talking to some some Canadians, Zyke, and they're like, dude, look, it's not all that great. OK, but it's definitely better than what you got. Also, the thing we say around here is like we may have health care, but no dental, no mental. <laughs> so no dental, no mental. Well, but they sound, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have but, Groupons for that. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. And then the dentist can sneeze what right into your mouth, Jamie? Yeah, the, dentist what to your sneeze, the dentist? Groupon dentist sneezed into my mouth. What? I, <laughs> There, listen, fifty dollars. I got it's it's old news. I I do need to. I, the problem is she didn't do a good job, and she's sneezing in my mouth because the problem is starting again. Anyways, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I really would love some dental and some mental. What can you do? Yeah, same. <laughs> At this point, I'm just like, um, okay, my teeth are oh. fine. You know, probably the- they're probably fine. <laughs> they're good enough. I, if you don't know, like, it's it's kind of like the coronavirus test. Yeah. Like if I don't go get tested for it, then I probably yeah, then I'll never know, and I'll never have to worry about whatever bill my insurance company sends me. Same with my teeth. Teeth are yeah. supposed to hurt when you eat. I'm just <laughs> teeth are. I know sometimes I'm like, does this make like I sometimes <laughs> I'll be eating and I'm like, my teeth feel too thin. Like I feel like there should be more. <laughs> like there's just a little like tooth chrysalis and then yeah, there's yeah. nothing inside of it. Yeah. Um, but, but that's fine. You know? it like that's a like soft fine. shell crab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if some if if something puts a little bit too much pressure, uh the te- the teeth will just fall out. But that's I mean, hey, it's fine. I mean, that's no, fine because no that's just uh, you know, if your teeth do fall out, then you'll get your double adult teeth will come in through. Because these are just these are just baby oh, teeth. Oh, do you get? You oh, we get. We're getting an extra set. We get now. an extra thing of teeth. That, nice. Yeah. That's part of the stimulus package. It's part of the stimulus package. <laughs> one one of the trillion was spent on new teeth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to Tiger King. Um, Matt, you said you started watching it. Are you fine if we dive into uh, to a little bit of detail about this? Right I'm now? totally fine with it. I I only okay, thank watched you. the first thirty minutes because. My girlfriend, she, uh, she, we got thirty minutes in, and she's like, "I don't like watching animals, you know, being trapped in cages." And it's, like, I felt, th- I felt mm. that way about "Don't Fuck with Cats." I mean, I powered through it. I'm not a coward. Well, but yeah, I but that was straight. Did. I mean, as I haven't seen much of the show, but that was that one was just straight murdering cats. This is like. You know they they're getting pet and stuff. They might be in a cage, but uh... I'm with I'm with Francesca though. They they fucked with those animals. I so okay. Uh, I have had my thoughts on Tiger King have changed over the weekend in that I now think it is overrated, Ooh. and because only because I rewatched the Jinx over the weekend, and I was seeing I mm. I thought that there's maybe a lot of Robert Durst erasure going on in the <laughs> talks we're having about the Tiger King 
And be, because people are like, oh, Joe Exotic, whatever, <laughs> best docu-series character to ever. And I'm like, are we just f- fully forgetting that Robert Durst invented the docu-series character and just... I you will you'll have you you'll run out of love for Tiger King if you rewatch the Jinx. Robert Durst is like my favorite comedian. He's so funny. He <laughs> his burp timing is amazing. He's so okay. Bu- hold like, on, and, you're uh, she, she's in the pocket of Big Durst. She's paid to go on podcasts yeah, to try yeah, and yeah. bring up Robert Durst. I see right through this plan. But I just uh, want to bring up a couple of things because the, they post the show his trial again. I know. Uh, shame because we were so close to getting some He's closure innocent, on that. Miles. Uh, but with Tiger King, I just I want to update a couple again. of things. Shaq had to come out and set the record straight because he just wants to let everybody know. Just because I was having a good old time loving on them little baby tigers, okay, at Joe's exotic Joe Exotics Park, he does not support him. Even though he was also made an appearance possibly in that reality show in 2014, he was just saying. I was just a visitor. I met the guy, not my friend. Don't know him. Never had any business dealings with him. I had no idea any of that stuff was going on. This sounds like the worst kind of excuse ever just to say that in one sentence. But yeah, okay. Thank you, Shaq. Um, And then also, um, uh, a few people brought to our attention that Saf, who's the zookeeper that was mauled and lost his arm, is a trans man and was misgendered throughout the entire series. So yeah. I wanted to bring that up. I had no idea. Um, we didn't and know until after led we recorded me, the episode, yeah. Yeah, that led me to a thread. Um, so thank you for people for pointing that out. Uh, that led me to a thread from Robert Moore, who is the guy who made the original podcast about Joe Exotic. And he basically was like, here's some other things you might not know. He's like, Netflix is the Netflix version leaves some things out. Uh, here's some things I wanted to tell people about. Uh, a couple revelations. One. Joe Exotic does not sing or write any of those songs. Big surprise. Okay. Yeah, it's done we by all another knew, artist. We all knew that. I only saw 30 minutes of the show, but I did watch the song I Saw a Tiger, and I was like, that's not fucking him. That's not his voice. No. Especially not when he's talking like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then he's like, I'm oh, a song. Yeah. yeah. But he, apparently what he did was he would just sing softly over the vocal track in the final mix to give a little bit of exotica to it. Um, <laughs> another thing. When Joe's cats died, this is from Robert Moore, the guy who did the podcast. He says uh, that a lot of them got sold to this strange bone museum in Oklahoma City. So There's a bone museum, yeah, just like a bunch of bones I of all kinds a, of I love shapes a bone and sizes. Museum. Do they so put a them lot together of, and make a thing, or do they just you just like this is the femurs? This right here, no, like here. he's got fully yep. intact. Fully intact skellies, dude. Oh, that's fully nice. intact. I love bones. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and who knows what? And, but they said they don't. They, that place could also be shady. Another I'd point. I love it. Uh, if people who were before, just really like the show Bones came there and went. Oh, I love damn bones. it! I went all so the way I, to Oklahoma. To, <laughs> this at is at the one wrong point bones. during making the podcast, this guy was like investigating the fire that happened at the zoo, the the very big fire moment. And he interviewed the case officer at the Winniewood Police Department, this guy, Brian Gordon, over the phone. The next day, Joe Exotic called him angry, basically being he's like, he's like, hey, I got a call from this guy at the police department, Brian Gordon, that you were asking about me. And he said, I said, Joe, why is the case officer on the case in which you are a suspect calling you to tell you a reporter is asking questions about you? Joe said, well, he's also my limo driver. <laughs> I, okay. Great, Wait. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was true. So, like, he was friends with the the cop, and I think he was later arrested. Also, Whoa. that guy who worked at the police department. Juicy. Um, there, 
There was another moment where Joe had told people that he was dying from prostate and bone marrow cancer, and he was raising money on his Facebook um, from those followers for his expenses. And he had this like really horrific photo that he would sh- that he yeah. was showing to basically say like the state that he was in. The guy who did the podcast said that it was actually he had an infected prostate, he was dehydrated, and he had a bad herpes outbreak, which was why his lips looked like that. But it was mm. not actually cancer. Joe. <laughs> there, this thread goes on. I'll post it because there's I, all kinds I, of other stuff about like how a lot of people's houses would just randomly burn down. Uh, well, also. we know that Joe Exotic loves to burn down a building. Yeah. Loves yeah. it. I can't yeah. wait to watch the rest of the series. Yeah. It's fun. It's unbelievable. It's but no yes. jinx, but it's fun. <laughs> no Durst erasure. I get it. Because yeah, the, that one ends so well. I, mm. I, I can't take that away from from the jinx. Ah, oh, dismembered in self-defense, Miles. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I and the burps. It. Burps yeah, iconic. And the burps. I want to, like, I do. You th- know, you know, going to the bathroom and just being like, kill them all, of course. I, like, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, the greatest admission of guilt ever. Just I, old man in a urinal. I only do that, uh, that monologue when I'm auditioning for things. And- <laughs> That's why I've never not gotten a part before. They're yeah, like, yeah, Jamie, uh, we asked just for your writer's packet to write on this kid's animation show. I'm but like, okay, you keep sending uh, me this vi- this MP4 video of you doing a Durst monologue. <laughs> You're right, of course, but you can't imagine. There, it's just like the whole. Oh, wow. I know the. I know the whole speech. It's just. Uh, you should do a TikTok uh, video to that. You'll have to go to Mouthing my OnlyFans where oh, I yeah. douse my foot in mayonnaise and do the Robert Durst monologue. <laughs> monologue. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll make sure we'll have that link in bio at the end. Uh, lastly, I just want to talk. Anybody got yeah. any good choir activities they've done? Anything new? Newly oh, discovered? Uh, my my dear friend Lizzie Cooperman uh, bravely, she I, I don't know why she had a free masterclass subscription, but she gifted me a free masterclass subscription, and I'm learning all sorts of fucked up stuff. What are you learning? Oh. You can learn how to be an astronaut on masterclass. Damn. What do you mean, learn how to be an astronaut? I don't know. I clicked on it, and he's like, want to go to space? I was like, yes. And, <laughs> it, it, and then you watch a 27-minute video. It, there's the, the, what they don't tell you about the masterclasses is they're short. They're very short. Uh, and then at the end that you get like a little like thing. I don't know. They you download a PDF. You watch a half hour video, and they're like, "You did it, honey. You're an astronaut." Um, they're fun. So that's mm. if you can. Okay. I would say don't. If if anyone in Zeitgang can figure out an effective way to steal masterclasses, mm-hmm. um, or if there's any way I can be helpful to steal, because no one should pay for them. They're they're not yeah. helpful, but Please they are fun to watch. BitTorrent all of your masterclasses. Do not actually pay for that stuff. For yeah. the revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. Uh, I uh, One thing I saw pointed out on the Internet Archive, that website, Internet Archive, uh, you can play like a emulator for Oregon Trail. You can just play straight up Oregon Trail. Oh, nice. Um shit is actually a lot harder than I remember. Yeah. Like it's it ain't it ain't a fucking game apparently to get all the way to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, dude. D- uh, people dying of dysentery it, left and right. How Broken long does legs that game and shit. Take to like get through. I mean, I was I was going out pretty quickly because I was high and I was just like being super impulsive, not making the right decision for my family sure. and yeah. I. Uh Well, that's like, beautiful. I, Crossing rivers so recklessly, losing half my fam, and 
you know, look, I I, I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> it's out there. You can go, you can you can go out wild out on Oregon Trail. Oh, yeah, and again, I, I can't I'm recommend enough my the Portal app. Uh, what's that? Right. Sorry, I said I can't recommend enough the Portal app for your headphones. It's the 3D soundscapes. I pretend I'm at the beach every day oh. with my headphones on and just close my eyes or read and shit. It's beautiful. That's beautiful and sad. I've been. Uh, yeah. I bought myself an Oculus. Uh, what do you call it? Oculus Quest? What okay. is that? What? It's like a it's like a you know the VR headset. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, so I've noticed that like even even in quarantine when you're inside you could still be outside. I've been playing this game where you uh you stand on a ledge and then you go fly and mm. uh and it's like it's really fun and it's like you know you feel Daniel's like you're wearing outside. wearing his headset right now. Yeah, dude, and you're flying amongst the birds and mm. uh and also um yeah, VR porn's kind of weird, but it's a thing you can do. You're <laughs> never alone. You're never alone. You'll never you'll never wank alone. As you'll they never say in Liverpool. you'll never wank alone. You know, I'm just um, saying. I mean, what a, what a dream! <laughs> it's the dream uh, <laughs> to joke okay, well, outside, sort of. Oh wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Matt, uh, for that update from VR World. Uh, thank yeah. you for coming on the show today. Where can people find you and follow you and listen to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Matt Lieb Jokes. Uh, and I have a podcast uh, that I do with Vince Mancini. It's a Sopranos rewatch podcast called Pod Yourself a Gun. So if you mm-hmm. uh, want to spend your time in quarantine watching The Sopranos, and then uh, listening to each episode, uh, you know, via our podcast, I, I suggest you do so. It's very fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun to do. Anna's been on it. I've been on it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just, it's good. Look, if you like Sopranos, just, yeah. just come aboard. Let's talk some shit. Jamie, do you like um, Sopranos? I've never seen it, but I want to. Damn it. All right. <laughs> well, you should. You, should, okay. you have nothing but time now. Ooh, uh was there a tweet that you like uh matt yes. anything from the social media you want to share yeah i very much so uh have been enjoying this tweet by um cory booker <clears throat> <laughs> some late Go night on. writing and this is a screenshots from his notes app we can't touch but we still reach out we hunker down but we still rise up our bodies are attacked but our spirits fight back the enemy mm. is invisible but so many of our heroes are now seen. Weeks and weeks of isolation, but still infinite, invincible determination. We are distant, but we stand together, and together we shall overcome. I mean, just, wow. just really, what a, what a visionary and a leader and someone who's saying so much about what, if, what he believes yeah. in and his determination and leadership. Just, uh, oh. It's I interesting lo- to see like that come out too, or like, sure, there are people who are like being like, yeah, I guess, sure, some of the music I've been working on, but like the poets now, like yeah, we're getting the yeah. poets. Yeah, the COVID poets and COVID poetry is going to be its whole, its its own genre in the history books of just like people who should have no, <laughs> they have no business writing poetry doing so, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I feel yeah. like Beto O'Rourke's medium posts sort of presaged all of this. Oh yeah, like yeah. those well, those posts felt very qu- like quar content. Yeah, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke has been rocking a very general quar attitude. Oh yeah, for, 
for a Quite while. A he's really ahead of the curve. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's got like an indoor skate park or something that he's able to keep keep his moves up on. Going to start a band called know. the Ronas. I'm all for. I'm like truly all for unreasonable quarantine goals. Like I oh, just yeah. oh yeah, I, I oh, love yeah. hearing people be like, yeah, this is it. I'm gonna and it's like we're all gonna fail, but we're gonna fail as a, as a group. <laughs> yeah, as but we're gonna pretend nice. we tried. Um, Jamie, yes, thank you for coming along. What is uh, where can people do all the things to find you, follow you, listen to you, and what's a tweet you like? Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. You can follow me on Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. I'm going to keep doing the cameos for COVID-19 relief for a bit longer, but there were a lot of lovely Zyking people who got them, and now I have too many, and now I'm scared. Uh, but <laughs> you, I will... I will still be I will still be doing them for a little bit, so you can uh, grab those probably through the end of the week. Um, and all the money goes to um, various relief organizations. But right now, it's the National Domestic Workers Union, um, nice. where everything's going. And we've already raised over two thousand bucks for it. So thank you, everybody. Awesome. Yeah, uh, well done. Tweet I've been liking is from um, everyone's favorite. Demi Adijuibe at Electro Lemon uh, saying, thankful now more than ever that I can use my big honking ass to turn door handles, push elevator buttons, shake hands, etc. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also PlayStation Network Miles of Gray. Uh, and you can find the Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist. We got a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Uh, and let me just tell you a little about some tweets that I'm a liking. Um, let's see. First up, uh, from Devin Field at that Devin Field. Big Cat Rescue's volunteer program is built on the UCB model. Uh, this one's from Dana Donnelly at Dana Donnelly. <laughs> it's woke when I date white guys because I make their lives fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one from Sudi Green at Sudi underscore Green. Just set my vibrator to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's goodness. Uh, so yeah, stay safe out there. Uh, keep you know, keep your distance isolate you're helping flatten that curve um and let's just go uh on let's 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 write out on a song let's do another bit of a jazz rendition of radiohead just to pretend you're in that coffee shop just pretend you're in a coffee shop there's oh there's also an app too called i've been so into sound apps there's an app called noisly n-o-i-s-l-i it's three bucks or two bucks but you can put like you can just make it sound like a restaurant if you need to. So you can just play that shit and like have ambient like crowd sound or whatever. Wow, that's so depressing. Damn, yeah, that's the saddest thing. I've, I don't I've, use it. I don't so use that. De- one. I go to I, I go to the rainforest. I don't, I don't use it. Though. I don't need it. I, don't I actually it got though. my money back but, because it's actually way can, bad. But you, but you can do it. But I don't use it. I would never I do, do that. I go to nature. No, I I paid money so I could go to the hillsides of Japan in my in my ears. It's look. Do what we gotta do. Uh, but this is Paranoid Android by the same group. This is Brad Meldau, not the trio, but Brad Meldau, M E H L D A U. Uh, check that out and keep on keeping on. 
love peace and blessings we'll see you later today with some trending and then we'll see you tomorrow because that's how it is bye bye i love you bye